to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Skiba News Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcasts on your favorite podcast platform. I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you can respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth. Welcome to Skiba News Nation. Bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, welcome to episode 45 of Skiba News Nation, your weekly source of the latest news, controversial topics, conspiracies, forgotten history, and much more. I'm your host, Jeremiah Skiba, and today we're going to be talking about how to navigate the muddy truth of today. Deceptions ramp up for this upcoming 2024 election. Ex-KGB agent predicts today seven stages of becoming a flat earther, an all-new Opus Corner, and for history, we'll be revisiting the Bob Saget case and was Tucker Carlson set up for his beliefs and opinions, memes, and much more, so stay tuned. Now, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my great and insightful co-host, Jake Grant. How are you doing, Jake? Doing pretty great, Jeremiah. I'm excited for this Sweet. week. Uh, I have a really cute video I wanted to start us off with, you know, to start on a high note, right? Uh, we have a litter of puppies my dog Zayla had 10 puppies. It's her first litter. And uh, of course, uh, in the next coming weeks, we're going to be on the lookout for homes for these puppies. So if you're interested in a possible uh, puppy, you can always email us. Uh, they're gonna go fast though, so just be forewarned. But I wanted to show this video of the cuteness uh, that ensues when we bring them outside to crawl around in the yard. Check this video out. <sighs> Oh. They're upside down, but they're still cute. I'll flip it in post. 
She's like, get off my puppies. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're like little Scooby-Doo's. That's exactly what we were hoping for. Zayla is a great Dane Doberman, and she was bred with a Dober Vizla. And so they all have like all of these great qualities. Um, some of them are gonna have like really beautiful colored eyes too. It's it's gonna be awesome when they, they uh, get a little bit more developed. That's awesome. They got the Doberman markings. That's a beautiful color right there. Opa has a dachshund that's uh, chocolate brown like that. Man, I yeah, want one, but I I have cats. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're so cute. Yeah. The, the best dog breed I've ever owned, my dog Zayla. And so uh, we're really excited to have the puppies living with us for a little while. Maybe, Get a uh, Skiba News maybe... Nation puppy. <laughs> yeah, Skiba News Nation puppy. So anyways, I just want to share that with you. So we're doing pretty great, Jeremiah. How, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I know we got a good episode. Been preparing for it. And uh, yeah, let's dive right in. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Since I started us off with the puppy video of uh, overwhelming cuteness, right? I wanted to kick us off with this great Snoopy meme. Uh, and it says, we only live once, Snoopy. And Snoopy replies, no, we only die once. We live every day. And I think it's important to find something beautiful in your day every single day. You know, there, yep. you can't always get bogged down and we got to... We gotta grow, we gotta improve ourselves, we gotta grow stronger in our faith. We can't always just get swept away with all the agendas of this world. And I know I say this quite often in our episodes, but it's so important. Yeah, it's um, always, always a good reminder. Yeah. In, uh, in our profession of sifting through the news, it's sometimes very difficult to find what's true and what's not. Uh, but we try to bring to the forefront all of the information that really stands out to us as significant. Whether it's accurate or not, that's up to you guys to do some further researching. Just like your dad used to say he was a researcher. He'd go and research all the research that somebody else has <laughs> searched. Yep. Right? Um, and uh, my friend uh, PD, Vanda Westhusen, uh, posted this. Um, as believers... We have a greater responsibility than ever before to be beacons of truth in a world of misinformation, confusion, and falsehood. But our enemy is setting traps for Christians everywhere in hopes that they will discredit themselves by breaking the commandments of truth given by our Heavenly Father. Consider this warning and be an honorable example of Christ. And uh, I think that was well put. And it, it's, it's so difficult doing a news broadcast when you see uh, really extravagant headlines or you see memes that really seem to be exposing some big lie and underneath it is a trap. And we yep. have to be careful. And especially with all the kind of the mainstream truthers that are stepping onto the world stage that often can play the role of a gatekeeper, uh, we have to be aware that 
there's a deception that can sway even the elect if it were possible, right? Yep. It's those who have a love for the truth and don't buy a lie that are going to be able to see through the deceptions, right? And Absolutely. It's such a, a slippery slope in today's world, and it, even more so as we enter into this age of AI-tethered uh, uh, compute, you know, AI-tethered internet and chat GPT and all these things that can spit something out that sounds very true but could be just complete fabrication, deception, misdirection. And yep. so, uh, you know, I wanted to remind people of this concept uh, as we're looking at different topics. Uh, always take everything with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. But how can you be a watchman on the wall unless you're willing to weigh all these various stories, all these various conspiracies? Um, and so it's a, it's a tough job. And so... Um, unfortunately, the far other side of the ditch that you can fall in is everything's a conspiracy, everything's a, a distraction, everything's a trap, and then you don't actually pay attention to good bits of information that are bubbling up to the surface of the internet, you know? Yep. And well so, uh, <laughs> please, uh, you know, our audience watching, please be very gracious to us. We are not perfect. We're not... Um, able to see past every deception, right? But we're mm. trying our best. So pray for us that we can bring information to you guys that is pertinent, that is timely, that is upholding the standard of truth that we find in the scriptures, right? Just as PD is uh, encouraging us in his post here. So mm. um, with that said, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but this was really groundbreaking figuring out this uh, this topic recently. Um, and it's the topic of the Smith-Munt Modernization Act of 2012 that was passed uh, during Obama's administration. And it's a really interesting topic if you go and research this. But it is this particular uh, act that is a revitalization of an older act that actually allows the American government, the United States government, to disseminate propaganda to its own citizens. And so let me just read through here on Wiki. It was introduced by the U.S. Congressman Mac Thornberry on May 10th, 2012. In the House of Representatives, U.S. Congressman Adam Smith was a co-sponsor. The bill's pur purpose is to authorize the domestic dissemination of information and materials about the United States intended primarily for foreign audiences. The act was added to the 2013 NDAA bill as a section of 1078 to amend certain passages of the Smith-Munt Act of 1948 uh, and Foreign Relations Authorization Act of 1987. And so what it deals with is previously uh, information that was disseminated abroad to foreign nations could very easily be you know, altered and tainted to be propaganda-like. To, to contain false misdirecting information. But this Modernization Act actually allowed it to be used uh, for domestic dissemination. And so after 2012, after this Smith-Munt Modernization Act was passed, we see a lot more of the government's infringement on the First Amendment, so to, you know, is, is kind of what we're getting at here. Yep. And why I want you guys to be aware of this. And so whether it's mainstream media, whether it's social media, whether it's all these 
companies that are platforms that you can ingest information from, the U.S. government has the authority to propagandize information found on those platforms to sway, coerce, and control the flow of information. There's actually a, a, a concept that has happened the past several years. Uh, one of the best examples is the Hunter Biden laptop topic, mm -hmm. which prefabricated packets of information are given to media before a story is released by the government, warning these media companies, oh, hey, this topic is going to come to the surface you should treat it as misinformation or Russian counterintelligence packing information, whatever. And media is now transitioning from a role where it was boldly posting declassified documents or, or documents that were leaked, such as the WikiLeaks example uh, and Edward Snowden, uh, boldly sharing the information that somebody broke the law to get out to the public and instead is now rather focusing on the individual who leaks the documents than the actual documents themselves, mm -hmm. as per the U.S. government's control of information in today's world. And so we are in a totally different realm of information on the Internet and, uh, and just the, the fact that there is so much misinformation, malinformation, uh, coercion in mainstream media, and the just the desensitization of people uh, who are constantly being told, oh, don't listen to conspiracy theorists. Don't listen to this person or that person because, you know, they're they're tainted by uh, Facebook or they watch too many YouTube videos has created a world where uh, they're trying to funnel everyone in to only buying these mainstream media stories. Yep. And in a way... They've created a situation where so many people are splitting from the mainstream media and they're going toward, towards alternative media. Mm -hmm. And that's where we see a new crop of even more deceptive gatekeepers rising up onto the world scene as people, uh, you know, uh, step on to the world scene as saviors or bastions of free speech. Uh, however, uh, they are still just as tethered to the, the, the global uh, kind of agenda as the mainstream media, albeit they're leaking out controversial or expose-type uh, broadcasts. But we have to be very careful as more and more of these kind of prophets of the, uh, the truther movement re re step onto the scene because uh, it can be very easy to get behind somebody when they're speaking truth. But we have to understand that uh, nine-tenths truth, one-tenth lie is still just like rat poison, poisonous, right? Mm -hmm. And so while we're not perfect here with the media that we're putting out, we are also saying, hey, be careful out there, guys, because the world is having so many deceptions and they're being uh, developed specifically to deceive the people that are seeing through deceptions, right? Mm. They're, they're setting us up for traps. They're setting us up to fail. So how do we see through it all? Focus on how to grow outside of the system. Focus on what it means to better yourself, what it means to keep your you and your family uh, 
set apart, right? Here's a, a interesting quote from A Bug's Life, right? You let one ant stand up to us, and they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if we ever let them figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. And, uh, I mean, this is kind of the goal. This is why all the deception. Because as soon as a majority of people wake up and realize the most important aspects of life, not the distractions, but rather things like this, right? Normalize buying 100 acres of land with your friends and growing your own food and families together, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as you figure out ways to not participate in their system, they lose the control. Man, it's it's just crazy, you know, the, what the world is today. But there is hope. There is, uh, you know, uh, people perish for lack of vision. If you can gain that vision, which they're trying to distract you from being able to grasp hold of, then you can start doing something productive, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, here's a, a interesting post from uh, Robbie Davidson. Uh, it says, "How society can be torn down within a generation." He said, the churches stop preaching the word, men become lazy and don't work, women leave the home for a career, children are not disciplined, they disobey their parents, marriage is not honored, family is abandoned, and the Bible is ignored. And I think, you know, these are some pretty, you know, strong bullet points explaining, you know, how society is being torn down. And later on in today's episode, I'm going to show a really interesting video from a, a KGB, ex-KGB agent who forewarned the plot to destroy American society. And uh, it'll be really telling because you'll, you'll see some, some uh, principles uh, of what are happening in our society today uh, kind of being predicted by this guy, right? Mm. And, uh, and so let's go ahead and... Um, we're going to uh, uh, share this first video. It's uh, how things are quickly getting even worse for Hollywood and everything's crashing and burning as people are starting to get wise to some of the agendas they're pushing. Check this video out. Today has been an insanely bad day for all of the late night hosts that we are all annoyed at at this point. People like Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, all of these different people who have gone so incredibly woke and so off the deep end into cringe that nobody wants to watch them anymore. But today they just got even worse news that has landed them in very hot water. So late night hosts are shutting down immediately after Writers Guild strike called. So basically, and I talked about this in a video already, but there's this insane writer's strike that is happening in Hollywood today. It just started today, and this is going to be very, very detrimental to the future of Hollywood. You can go check out my video on that if you want to, but basically, because of that, all of the late-night shows are shutting down immediately. This is very, very bad for them. You even have Stephen Colbert who is having to deal with this, so quiet on the set. How do you instantly silence the late-night talk show hosts and their guests? Easy. Take away the writers who provide the words to so much of what they say and how they interact and let's just be honest a lot of those writers are not that great in the first place i think that a lot of these people's shows are just awful just completely horrible they're not funny they're just super cringe and uh lacking in a lot of talent let's say and i think that is something that, that we can all agree on when it comes to these late night hosts so 
I think that this is actually turning out to be a really good thing. Nightly talk shows include The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, and all of the rest. Far left Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert will be amongst those hardest hit because they rely on vast teams of writers to craft their nightly monologues. And those are going away. They are going bye-bye. Deadly report, Deadline reports that they are not alone. Seth Meyers... And The Daily Show. So you have so many of these different people. John Oliver, Bill Maher, yikes. The Late Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Tonight Show, Late Night, and The Daily Show are all expected to pivot to reruns according to deadline. So there you go. You can watch crappy stuff from the past from these guys. By the way, all of their names, there's nothing original about any of these guys' names. Like, holy crap. What a, what a complete mess their names are they all sound exactly the same it's so ridiculous but anyway with all this being said this is actually a, a w in my opinion this is a very big w for the american people and uh honestly it just is one less cringy thing that we have to worry about that is on tv these days but uh i don't know what where this whole thing is going to go when it comes to the writer strike i don't know exactly what the outcome of, of it is going to be but this could be something that is absolutely detrimental to even these guys and that is saying quite a bit i mean this, this is just absolutely insane. And the crazy thing about all of this that we are seeing right now is that the access media is being completely impacted by what is happening in Hollywood. And we're seeing this across the board. We're seeing so many of these different mainstream media outlets that are either shutting down or laying off a lot of people. And it's happening across the board when it comes to the mainstream media, when it comes to Hollywood. And meanwhile, people like me and so many of my other peers on YouTube are continuing to thrive. And things like Epicverse are growing and thriving as well and this is all absolutely fantastic things as we are seeing this cultural shift happening that guy seemed like he had one too many energy drinks i don't know yeah he's <laughs> like, <laughs> like this man i want, I want to know um, what energy drink he's on because energy drinks don't do anything for me anymore oh <laughs> uh, yeah i i used to like I, I never got into drinking coffee because every time i would i i, I never got the buzz i felt everybody else got i, I maybe it's just my body mass index you know i i'm a larger person so i needed to drink more coffee but too many muscles um yeah i never got into it um <laughs> uh, but yeah the reason i share that is you can see a slow shift in like he said the axis media right the mainstream media and it really is interesting um to me that they're opening up the door for all these alternative media platforms so for example you have uh Trump being a big proponent for Truth Social, and uh, you have uh, Tucker Carlson, who uh, Jeremiah's got a great clip he put together later on. We'll share. Uh, he gets kicked out of Fox News. Now he's all into alternative media. You have uh, all of these uh, mainstream conservative voices that are jumping over to BitChute and, and Rumble and, and whatnot. But the reason I, I want to point this out is it's almost like Whenever a door opens and you're you're in a cattle stockade, right, and the cattle are all being funneled a certain direction, you have to stop and think, Are is the reason that that gate opened because the butcher's right on the other side of that pathway, right? Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder, is there a reason a lot of people are being funneled into these alternative media sources because they're trying to kind of categorize uh, what information you personally are consuming so that they can label you and all the more be able to control your experience online, all the more be able to tailor what 
information they put out to you. Um, and so all of this uh, was talked about in a recent interview. Um, to this week, I'm going to be pitch. Uh, I'm going to be pitching a lot for Owen Benjamin and, and the Bear community because uh, uh, he's covered several topics that we're going to be sharing for today. But um, this is one I shared on my Facebook account that I would highly recommend everybody watch if they have the opportunity. Um, this is a interview uh, with uh, Shiva, uh, Doctor Shiva, and Owen Benjamin, and it's episode 1677. And I would highly, highly, highly suggest anybody in our audience that is interested in this topic of, of information that sounds good but ends up being a trap, right? Mm -hmm. And it actually plays in with this topic of, of the coming Antichrist, right? And the deception that could deceive even the elect. And what I said was, wow, this interview at the 48-minute mark really explains how the Hegelian dialectic works and how an antichrist could deceive even the elect. This talk using Twitter as an analogy for spiritual matters. So that that's kind of the main thing I wanted to say on this topic. And uh, uh, I encourage you guys to go and check out that episode. I, this one was on BitChute. You can watch it for free there. Sweet. But anyways, that brings us to why so many people are starting to wake up about this heavy push agendas the bullwhip effect is happening the, the the snap back of our society is happening before our eyes and we have to be careful that we don't get carried away because there's all these agendas that are traps right but one thing that really encourages me is when people stand up in their local government and in their school board meetings and and such to speak out against the heavy push of uh, the woke Disney globo homo. Check out this next video of a gentleman confronting uh, his school board and his city on books that they allowed in their library. Uh, check out this next video. I'm filled with righteous indignation. I want to define something for you tonight. The definition for pervert. God greater than it means God to greater than God. Away from what is considered right, natural, or acceptable. This book has been permitted in six schools in the Wake County public school system. I'll read just a little bit of this perversion that we have allowed in the school system. So he bends me over the bed and on my, the blowjob tips. It says, use your, doesn't it make you cringe as I read that to you? Makes you crawl in your skin. It's a dastardly deed. The question today is, who is the pervert that's allowing this to be purchased and delivered to our library? Who is the pervert that signs off on this bill? Who are you? What do you stand for to accept this? Can you be in your right mind and be decent as a human to allow this to be at the access and the fingertips of children? We know who the perverts are. There's one political party in this country that supports this junk. It's the Democrat Party. It's a party that castrates children, mutilates children, perverts children, grooms children, murders children, and indoctrinates children. We know who the perverts are. Who is the pervert? 
As I said many times before, yep. I'm Jill's husband. Teaching isn't just what she does, it's who she is. I have never felt prouder of our profession. We know who the perverts are. There's one political party in this country that supports this junk. People fear what they don't know. And it's not because of intellectual incapability, it's just lack of exposure. We are going to transform our nation's education system. And when we do that, we will change the course of our future forever. Whoa. So, <laughs> on that topic, man, it's so important to speak up against these agendas. But something I, I recently heard from one of Owen's streams, right, is the topic of how the conservative party is one of the biggest disseminators of woke agenda and trans pictures, more so than even the left. And it's because they're po posting, oh, how gross is this? How, how you know, crazy this topic? How is this going on? By bringing attention to, a, to it? By bringing attention to it, they're in, inadvertently spreading the, the doctrine, right? And it's kind of, kind of one of those traps that we warned about at the beginning of the show that the, the conservative party is falling into is, yes, it's good to do what this gentleman did and go and call it out and, and actively speak to his representatives and the people making these decisions and say, look, there's, this is enough. But at the same time, uh, all over conservative talk show hosts, uh, Twitter pages, is picture after picture after picture of, of trans people and, and people with, you know, kids dressed in drag and all this just disgusting stuff. And so to the point that they are helping get that agenda spread farther than it would ever have been if we would just not give them a voice, right? And so it's one of the traps that the conservative party has fallen into. Uh, and, you know, in, in this video, of course, you see some of that imagery. Um, but if you think about it, the more you talk about it, the more you post it on your media page, even if you're saying, oh, how gross is this? How evil the world is? And you show a picture of it, you are still showing a picture of it. You're still you know, putting that in front of people and their kids might be standing there and seeing that stuff. And so it, it's, it's a really interesting trap. Truthers and conspiracy theory people or, or conservative voices will jump on bandwagons and help spread the agenda even further than it needs to be spread. And so um, there's actually uh, a, a Bible verse that relates to this topic that I wanted to bring up. And, and I'm not condemning what that gentleman in the video was doing. I really applaud that. That is brave. And that's what really needs to be happening is you need to be calling out the people who are making the decisions. You need to go and, you know, you, you need to protest at the city council meetings. You need to let your voice be heard. But on our platforms, on our social media, the more we post about how gross it is, the more we're still posting the pictures and spreading it everywhere. So Ephesians 5 uh, verse 11 through 13 have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them 
For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. Um, and and so this this comes to the to the topic of well when do we speak out against dark things? Well, the the time to speak out against something and not to ignore it is whenever it is actively influencing and and uh, coming after young people, right? When it actually is affecting somebody else that doesn't know better, then it's our duty to speak up about these things. But you know, once again, let's not fall into the trap of where we're posting their pictures, posting their protests, posting videos of them and their grossness, right? So anyways, that's the point I had to make with that. What things are being covered up? What things need to be talked about that some of these main conservative topics that really take the headline uh, can distract from? Well, for one, uh, 30 years of spraying the skies and GMO food. Uh, if you like, you can be the change, right? So what has changed in the last 30 years? Here's a disease or disorder and how much it has increased since 1990. ADHD has increased by 819%. Alzheimer's disease by 299%. Autism by 2,094%. Bipolar disease in youth by 10,833%. Celiac disease by 1,111%. Chronic fatigue syndrome by 11,027%. Depression by 280%. Diabetes by 305%. Fibromyalgia by 7,272%. Hypothyroidism by 702%. Lupus by 787%. Osteoarthritis by 449%. And sleep apnea by 430%. Guys, these are numbers that have to have a correlation with something we're doing in the modern world. And uh, and one and some of those things we're doing that I believe is linked to this increase is the spraying of chemtrails in the sky and the GMO processed non-foods that we eat out of the grocery store. Isn't it interesting that a grocery store has a health food section? Yeah. Have you ever wondered what the rest of the food is? If the health food section is that little one little coisk there at the very front, what's it's, the rest of the grocery store? It's crap. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so uh, people sharing information, talking about these topics, uh, are being censored, uh, and yet we see a approach over the past year or two. Uh, specifically around the pandemic era uh, because of malinformation and the government keeping people from speaking out against Big Pharma. But check out what's happening uh, over in Canada, for example. According to a new bill in Canada, you can be fined 25000 for saying there are only two genders. Wow. What? The government website indicates Chomo pictures, right, are fined as follows. The first offense is only $1,000. Hmm. Second offense, $5,000. Third offense, $10,000. Oh, possessing those pictures, $16,000 total, right? But saying there are two genders, $25,000 right off the bat. 
So you can compare the degree at which they are painting one thing as evil and the other thing as not as bad, right? Which obviously there's a big disparity there, um, and it's just crazy. And uh, and this leads to uh, a, a very alarming bill that was recently passed over in Ireland. Um, check this out. Ireland has passed a law making it illegal for their citizens to view or share any non-mainstream media content. And, uh, of course, the readers added context. The Irish hate speech law criminalizes possession and dissemination of material likely to incite violence or hatred based on protected characteristics like race and gender. If non-mainstream media content falls under this category, it could be subject to the law's provisions. And, oh my goodness, it's it's crazy. And here's a transcript of the legislation that somebody posted. Um, a subject is prepares or possesses material that is likely to incite violence or hatred against a person or a group of persons on account of their protected characteristics or any of those characteristics, right? And with the modern woke system that we live in, that guy who presented at that city council meeting and was calling out the school boards, mm -hmm. I could we could say that that's hateful. That's inciting violence or hatred against those people that want their book in the school classroom to be able to sway more young people to their particular sexual persuasion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And this is happening in the Western world. This is happening in Ireland right now. And while it might not be the United States, the bastion of, of free speech and liberty, right? We can see that Europe is traditionally 10 to 15 years uh, more progressive than what we see here happening in the United States. And so I believe this is just around the corner for what we have here in the United States. And of course, everybody's going to be saying, oh, but freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Well, if your freedom of speech, if your particular religious view, if your particular persuasion is contrary to the mainstream wokeism, then you are now a hater. You know, you're you're mm -hmm. somebody who's likely to uh, incite violence or hatred. The, the thing is, is this is a very dangerous precedent and we're seeing it already happening in Europe. And uh, and we already see. Uh, the, the freedom of speech, the First Amendment dying here in the United States as it is. When we see topics like people warning about the big pharma's agenda, when we see people warning about the health impacts of them spraying the skies, and yet their argument is, oh, this is for the environment. Oh, this is to, to keep global warming from hurting our planet, right? Well, they're poisoning the world, and people who are warning about that poisoning are going to be labeled as misinformation terrorists. And, and this is the precedence that's being set. Uh, here's a, a post Elon Musk made. Uh, watching the part in V for Vendetta, where the government creates a virus and uses it to seize power over its people. Uh, and he <laughs> posts, this is also the plot of Deuce X. Uh, and uh, it's very interesting that he's sharing some of this stuff. And in light of that Owen Benjamin interview that I suggested you guys check out, uh, some of this will be very eye-opening as uh, a lot of the conservative truther community is being funneled towards 
very particular individuals and you got to ask the question why all right and here's some other uh news as we enter into the election cycle it's always common to see things like this republicans unveiled their bill to raise the debt ceiling which includes banning student loan forgiveness oh just in time for the election cycle so that mm -hmm. the left can have more young people uh emergency voting for a underwhelming candidate just because they don't want to keep their student loan debt it's almost like uh the right is playing right into the hands of the left in order to make the election not a complete landslide against joe biden right they, yeah. they have to give them a, a running chance they have to make it look like there's actually a disparity there um and so of course one of those is convincing young people hey old papa joe promised to take away your student loans but if you don't vote for papa joe then all those dirty republicans are gonna make you pay your debt right yeah, well, supernational depression <laughs> supernational depression well guess what the actual agenda is going to college and going hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt for uh for a degree that you're never going to use in your working career that's the real deception mm -hmm. right you shouldn't have fallen for that in the first place but there's always this game of back and forth badminton with the right and the left to distract from the truth which is a lot of the people that are actually successful uh drop out of college a lot mm -hmm. of the people who uh, uh don't get stuck in a, a perpetual debt slavery system don't go uh, to get a gender studies degree or to get a, uh, a you know a social uh, you know a social sciences degree um, the only people that you know you could say should go to college are doctors engineers you know the people who actually teachers. use teachers you know people who actually use uh, that information in their livelihood uh, but even under that understanding uh, doctors are going to medical school and being indoctrinated in their own special way you know uh, uh, people who are going to uh, these schools you know there's a whole layer to the agenda and and yet there's this back and forth with republicans and democrats of whether who's going to pay the bill and the the truth is is we don't need that system that is set up to make young people debt slaves in the first place mm -hmm. um uh, so anyways, that's uh, one thing to talk about. Uh, have you ever heard of the rapper Tom McDonald, Jeremiah? No. Uh, I remember when I came down and visited, I think it was in uh, 2019, uh, Sierra, and K Sierra and I came down and visited uh, your mom and dad. And, uh, and I suggested uh, that they actually uh, uh, tell you about Tom McDonald because he's a, he's a rapper who you know covers truth or topics and stuff um but I, I was actually telling them to tell you about that way back then before we'd actually ever even met <laughs> uh but he actually posted an interesting video uh his dirty money music video and he's one of these alternative music types that have really developed his audience organically outside of the uh label system mm -hmm. and uh if only he could start singing about uh like fl flat earth topics i thought it was an interesting video that came out recently uh sierra and i put his music on sometimes uh but anyways uh he, he says uh 
uh, he's and the, some of the things he talks about in the music video makes this meme interesting. And it's a picture of Joe Biden going, "Hey, you remember how we handled Epstein? Uh, you ever heard of Tom McDonald?" <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's becoming more and more of a dangerous pastime to speak truth. But if more and more people stand up and speak truth together, there is safety in numbers, right? Uh, They don't want a martyr. And so when there's more and more people that stand up, uh, then you're going to see this bigger separation of people who some people will blind themselves and buy the lie because they don't have a love for the truth. And others will set themselves apart and call out the the world for what it is. And uh, it it might come at the cost with some of your civil liberties. It might make come at the cost with some of your comforts as you have to leave the system but that's where the world's heading to uh is there's this separation happening with those who enjoy the lollipop that the government hands out to them and that the society convinces them to sell their soul for versus you know living a little bit uh uncomfortably uh being called crazy or a conspiracy theorist by your friends and family uh but still standing up for truth yeah, And, uh, of course, this was posted recently. Former Obama staffer blows whistle on then-Vice President Biden using taxpayer dollars to enrich his family. Uh, and and they, <laughs> Fox News posting, Joe, Joe Biden is a criminal. He was conducting malfeasance in office to enrich his family. I find it interesting that they somehow pushed through two impeachments of Donald Trump yeah. But all of this stuff that's coming out about Biden and his his family and their dealings in Ukraine and are China, actually impeachable uh, are Offenses. actually impeachable. And yet he's with a uh, a majority control uh, Republican Congress. They still haven't made that happen. That doesn't make sense to me, really. You know, it's, me neither. It, it doesn't make sense to me that they aren't doing exactly what the left did to Trump. Uh, you know, pushing through erroneous impeachment, you know, proceedings. But at the same time, they have the opportunity to really nail Biden on it. And it, it just it, it shows that they're all in bed together. There is no right left paradigm. It's all swamp people, so to speak. Swamp creatures. Swamp creatures. Okay, so with all of that said, we've talked about the misinformation, the disinformation, the malinformation, the control of information, and all the things that uh, are happening across the world, like, for example, in Ireland. Um, We are now going to share this clip of an ex-KGB agent and his warning to America years and years ago about how our society will be crumbled from the inside. Check this video out. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that... uh... This is Yuri Alexandrovich Bezmenov. Uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion. What do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You you can see it with your own eyes. All all you have to do, all American mass media has to do, is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why 
your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type uh, of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of it intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, активные мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you, have, you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm -hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously, they will join the links of dissenters, mm -hmm. dissidents. Yes. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their 
beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically, America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, no, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy. Uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. He will go to Moscow to kiss the bottoms of, of new generation of Soviet assassins. Never mind, he will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control. Situation is not under control. Situation is disgustingly out of control. Most of the American politicians, media, and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. 
false. The United States is in the state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. And, and the initiator of this war is not Comrade Andropov, of course. Uh, it's, it's the system, however ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy. Whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hoot. Uh, if, if you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. Okay, so what do we do? What is your recommendation to the American people? Well, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the immediate thing that comes to my mind is, of course, there must be a very strong national effort to educate people in, in, in the spirit of real patriotism, number one. Number two, to, to explain them the real danger of socialist, communist, whatever, welfare state, big brother government. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger of that development, nothing ever can help United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom, including freedoms to homosexuals, to a prison inmate, all this freedom will vanish, evaporate in, in five seconds, including your precious lives. Um, the second thing, I, the moment at least part of the United States population is convinced that the danger is real, they have to force their government. And I'm not talking about sending letters, signing petitions, and all this beautiful, noble activity. I'm talking about forcing United States government to stop aiding communism. Because there is no other problem more burning and, and urgent than to stop the Soviet military-industrial complex from destroying what is whatever is left of the free world. And it is very easy to do. No credits, no technology, no money, no political or diplomatic recognition, and of course no such idiocy as grain deals to USSR. The Soviet people, 270 millions of, of Soviets, will be eternally thankful to you if you stop aiding a bunch of murderers who sit now in Kremlin and whom President Reagan respectfully calls government. They do not govern anything, least of all such complexity as the Soviet economy. So basic, two, two very simple, maybe two simplistic answers or solutions, but never, nevertheless, they are the only solutions. Educate yourself. Understand what's going on around you. You are not living at a time of peace. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. Um, you don't have much time, especially if you are talking about young generation. There's not much time left for convulsions to the beautiful uh, disco music. Very soon it will go, just, just overnight. If we are talking about capitalists or, or, or wealthy businessmen, they, I think they are selling the rope on which they will hang very soon. If they don't stop, if they cannot curb their unsettled desire for profit, and if they keep on trading with the monster of the Soviet communism, they are going to hang very soon.
And it, they will pray to be killed, but unfortunately they will be sent to Alaska probably to manage industry of slaves. It's, it's simplistic. I know it sounds unpleasant. I know Americans don't like to listen to things which are unpleasant. But I have defected not to tell you the stories about such idiocies as microfilm, James Bond type, espionage. This is garbage. Uh, you don't need any espionage anymore. I have come to talk about survival. It's a question of survival of this system. And you may ask me, what is it in for me? Survival, obviously. Because unlike, I, as I said, I am now in your boat. If, if we sing together, we'll sing beautifully together. There is no other place on this planet to defect to. All right, so very interesting, very telling. And, of course, he was kind of referring to the fact that this was going to happen within the next decade, I guess, of when he was warning. But what you can see is that the premise of subversion has continued on for many decades after this interview was actually given to the point where our culture is being degraded exponentially year by year the morality and the strength of identity that the united states used to have following the first two world wars right uh, has slowly shifted to now we are uh, something that we could have never seen ourselves being uh, at least those previous generations so i wanted to ask opa because you lived through the the big red scare era what what did you get from that interview? What did you think about this KJB agent who defected and was warning about some of these things? I think that everything that he was saying was pretty accurate. Because uh, when I was growing up and everything like, I mean, we we had a different kind of a life back when I was growing up compared to now. And I, I do think that uh, our society is... Uh, on a downward trend and it's uh, scary for me scary for me for the next generation and the kids growing up and everything else we we need to turn ourselves around yeah yeah i mean i think that's what he was warning he's like look guys if you guys destroy your society here in america you are the last actual free place on earth and he's like if you i guess if you want to go and live with the penguins <laughs> you know, maybe that's where you can escape to, but this is the last experiment of freedom uh, standing, right? All these other places, these European nations such as, you know, Ireland, like we shared, Europe, Canada, all these places have the Western guys, but they're not free. I mean, you just look at what happened during the pandemic with Canada um, and you know all the different things that are happening across the world uh there is a active effort to destroy our culture and uh just look at what happened to roman society when they degraded to uh Im immense sexual immorality and uh hedonism right they collapsed shortly after and that's exactly what we're seeing here in the united states if you if you look at history and you look at uh the greek uh, society, you look at the Roman society, I mean, we should be looking at that history to see how 
those civilizations have risen and then have fallen. And what were the reasons for those civilizations to rise and fall? And what kind of uh, uh, things that are happening here in our society, are, are they similar to what was going on in Egypt and, or I'm not Egypt, well, the Egyptians as well, but in the Greek and the Egyptians and the Roman empires, it, are we seeing the same kind of things happening here? That's a good question. Yeah, it, it's definitely something to think about. And uh, if you guys hadn't seen that KJB interview, uh, I, I just wanted to share it with you guys. Um, you know, if you are interested in more, um, it's uh, under bigthink.com slash the present slash Yuri Bezmanov. And he's a former KJB agent uh, who shared that in 1984 interesting year you know that was the that's the title of uh, another popular book we've commented on <laughs> but the great the great brainwashing and demoralization of our society and i believe that's what's kind of happening right now is we're entering into this phase of uh truthers coming out exposing undeniable proof of these agendas and yet they're just going to show us, even when you figure us out, even when you find out the truth, you're still going to be powerless. And that's how they demoralize us. Um, so yep. that's kind of what I get out of this. But all right. So uh, that brings us to uh, another interesting, different topic. Uh, here's a video of some chilling discoveries that should be on the news. Some interesting uh, visuals and video clips over the past few weeks. Check this video out. Hey, what's up guys? Tyler here with Secure Team. With my thanks to all of you for being patient in my absence, let's get to the good stuff. Here is a video that was posted to Twitter originally, not for anything UFO related within it, but just because it was a really awesome video. As the original tweet stated, a quote, massive tornado producing supercell cloud front in a place called Slaughterville, Oklahoma. And if the name of this town wasn't strange enough, I received uh, quite a few emails from people saying that within the footage that this, I guess it's a, a storm chaser, that they may have captured something else lingering up within the clouds that many seem to think could be a cloaked alien craft or at the very minimum something sort of interacting with these storm clouds and lingering nearby and also sort of changing shape as the footage moves on and so here is the video and focus right on this little white dot here and we'll go ahead and zoom in zoomed in here we can for sure say that we see all of the people that have messaged me about this could see you know this this circular white semi-translucent orb shaped thing sort of just hovering right ahead of and above this massive supercell and the way this looks it, it just appeared a little strange to me uh the, the spherical shape 
of the object was notable to me and if you guys remember I've done videos in the past where people have captured you know images or footage of these very strangely almost perfectly geometric clouds and so I want you to notice the movement of this potential uh, UFO. I mean, it's definitely unidentified. And as the clip starts, the spherical anomaly is higher above the cloud cover below. And just in the matter of probably less than a minute, we see the UFO start to rapidly get closer to the edge of this gigantic supercell before finally disappearing behind it. And I also noted the lightning appears to ramp up as the UFO gets closer to the edge and then vanishes behind the cloud cover. Almost like these things are interacting with the storms, whether they are siphoning energy from the atmosphere, from the air, from the lightning coming down. We've also seen UFOs captured within lightning bolts as they strike. Have you ever seen any UFOs uh, specifically near a storm system? Put your comments down below. And shout out to Zachary Hall for the really cool footage. Now next, I want to dive in with you guys on probably the biggest UFO related headline that has occurred recently while I was gone and really captured the attention of UFO uh, researchers and enthusiasts worldwide. And that is that the US military, the Department of Defense, has declassified never before seen UFO videos, new UFO videos, we have three new clips that have been released by yet another newly established governmental UFO hunting program. But in a nutshell, back in 2022, the Pentagon established this new UAP anomaly hunting program called AARO, which stands for All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. And so the AARO recently presented the classified videos to the Senate Armed Services Subcommittee and they were played for these senators by the head of the AARO program, a guy by the name of Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick. The first video released and shown to senators was captured by a Reaper drone. In fact, it's said to be the first of its kind in terms of UFO footage, the first ever to be captured by a drone rather than a military jet or something like that. And so in this footage captured by the Reaper drone, it shows this mysterious, almost metallic looking orb or sphere flying over the city streets of the Middle East back in 2022, showing what appears to be this anomalous looking sphere coming into frame uh, with what appears to be zero propulsion pushing it forward or causing it to fly. And uh, I have to say, this is definitely uh, a clip that has got me thinking. And so here that is, if you haven't seen it already. Okay, so pretty straightforward. I like that the video is, you know, it's regular color spectrum. We can see it. There appears to be sunlight glinting off of it. Uh, it this has sparked a huge debate online on Reddit. 
on Twitter, everywhere. And of course, uh, as with most of the government's past UFO releases, or really any information or data that they have released since around 2017 when they suddenly came out and began leaking clips like Go Fast and Gimbal. We really don't get a whole lot of information other than, hey, it was taken in the Middle East by a Reaper drone, and that's pretty much all we know. Now, the second video featured in this Senate hearing occurred and was filmed over South Asia using an MQ-9 forward-looking infrared video sensor, revealing an object flying in and out of the frame. And with this being infrared footage, here we are seeing in a spectrum captured by the camera that we are not able to visually see with our own eyes, and it's also picking up various heat signatures that are coming from the object. So it's a mixture, and then the software in the camera has to extrapolate all of that data and create an image. So, you know, when it comes to infrared footage like what you're seeing here, uh, the second UFO captured over, over Asia, it's really hard to tell what the actual shape of this UFO is. The AARO and Mr. Kirkpatrick even stated that the second object in this video you're seeing is likely a commercial aircraft. Why am I showing you this? So the first one that I showed you, we don't have resolved yet, right? That is an unresolved case we are still studying. This one we can resolve but this is the kind of data that we have to work with and the type of analysis that we have to do which can be quite extensive when you have to pull these apart frame by frame however the first object remains unidentified despite not displaying any real anomalous behavior and you know these videos have stirred up significant discussion on social media platforms with users sharing their own thoughts and personal encounters with similar sightings but as we examine these cases you know we have to consider the background and the motivations of those involved in this investigation and investigations like it especially when it comes to the government and the powers that be participating the guy running this, the guy that has been tasked with heading all of this up, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, what was strangely funny to me is that after speaking with a couple of people and doing my research, Mr. Kirkpatrick has a history that raises questions about his stance on UFOs and not in a good way. Mr. Kirkpatrick is a protege of Admiral Bobby Ray Inman. Admiral Inman served as the Director of Naval Intelligence from 1974 to 1976, as well as the Deputy Director of DIA, the Director of the NSA up until 1981, and the Deputy Director of the CIA from 1981 to 1982. Not only was the Admiral a member of Bohemian Grove, but it's well known that he totally rejected and rejects in general the hypothesis that UFOs are of an extraterrestrial origin. And the man that they have placed at the forefront of running this new all-domain anomaly resolution office was a protege of the Admiral who vehemently rejected any link between UFOs and beings from off of this planet. So it's kind of strange and obviously Mr. Kirkpatrick's connection to Inman would have to have an influence on his approach to UFO slash UAP research. 
perhaps even predisposing him to totally debunk this phenomenon as mundane and natural, which is pretty much what he has done and what he did during his presentation to the senators of this footage, where after he broke the news and released the footage, he almost immediately got to work basically debunking it, saying that, hey, look, this is, you know, all of this footage is is likely natural, uh, which begs the question, why release it in the first place and make a big deal of it and start a frenzy? Why waste our time? But if you read all the articles, you know, you can see that Kirkpatrick immediately goes into trying to debunk any connection with aliens to these UFOs in these videos. So I think that's a very telling key piece of information for you guys to know and uh, his mindset as someone who was the protege of, of a person that rejected completely the extraterrestrial link to UFOs. I see the writing on the wall and I don't buy it. So tell me what you guys think of this new footage. I'll put the links to all of it down below. And so is this a deliberate attempt to shape public opinion and discredit the possibility of alien involvement in these sightings? The government has a track record of secrecy and manipulation when it comes to the UFO topic. So with this in mind, we should approach their revelations with a healthy dose of skepticism. And so as we continue to seek the truth behind these enigmatic phenomena, let's consider all the possibilities and, and question the motives of those in power. And as always, we'll continue to do it with an open mind. A tweet that was posted recently by the account called Eculus, which is actually the code name for a deep space spacecraft launched out of Japan in order to run tests and collect data as it cruises in between the Earth and the Moon. And so they posted this tweet with this uh, semi close-up image of the moon and its terminator line where we have half of the moon in darkness and half being hit by the sun they state in their tweet we did it successfully photographed the day-night Terminator line on the far side of the moon. As I was scanning over this image and other people emailed me about this and they saw the same thing, I noticed right here at this northern crater something really, really strange just kind of popping right out at me and it should for you guys too. But if you haven't seen it, I want you to put your attention right here to this almost perfect T-shaped structure casting a shadow sitting in the middle of the crater being hit by sunlight notice how strange and and just different and artificial this thing looks compared to anything else in this image and there may be more you know i haven't got to thoroughly take the time to really study the image but this just pops right out so we'll go ahead and zoom in here and just look at that that looks unnatural to me uh, that looks built that looks like a structure and whatever it is it's massive. Uh, there are a couple other little structures uh, in the crater and around the edge. So we have some really interesting aerial phenomena. And, uh, and just along these same lines, I wanted to show this next video, which is a very short clip of these light sprites that show up sometimes in the sky pam so this is over miami beach today somebody sent this to me what, what's going on here what, what is going on up here looks like what? a flashlight beam yes. what is that? uh i believe that is a crown flash and these are relatively rare very very rare and then again this was taken today by somebody from birmingham that's down there uh, the idea is that this is caused by ice crystals up in the top of the cloud and when no. lightning happens the electric field changes the ice crystals change creating this effect of somebody shining a flashlight 
That's but a pretty powerful it flashlight. Really, it really is. I mean, but again, that's a rare crown flash in the sky over Miami today, which is uh, pretty okay. interesting stuff. So we have these aerial phenomena, right? UFOs. And then we have these other really interesting visual elements going on in the sky that are natural phenomena. And so the question is, is when is it a alien and when is it just one of these crazy light sprite things that are rare but happen uh like there's even uh, some interesting have, phenomena. Have you seen the seagull ones? The the news was reporting about these uh, alleged seagulls, but they're making like these. They look like almost like uh, Disney does this thing with drones now instead of fireworks. But they were like all doing their own independent motion, and then they turn into one thing. It was so weird, and it was right over a city, and it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I was like, "There's no way. There's no way that those are seagulls." Uh, I'll try to find it oh, for, no, for next that... week. That sounds super interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's so crazy seeing these things happening in the sky. And sometimes you just, it, it opens up, you, you know, your wonder and you're like, I wonder what it is, right? I, I want to see uh, one yeah, myself, pretty, to be completely cool. honest. I've never seen anything crazy. So I want to. Any, any I have, out there? I have uh, seen, I think in 2015, I saw... Uh, like this orb crossing the sky above my house and it was moving slowly it looked like one of those satellites and then I'm staring at it and all of a sudden it goes zoop and it like zips 90 degrees a different direction so <laughs> that's probably the, the best UFO sighting I've ever had I have no idea to this day what it was um, well, but, you, uh, you want to hear yeah, a funny man. one? Oh sure so one, one day, me and my dad, we were at home, and we got a call from my mom saying, hey, you guys need to get up here to the to the water tower, because there's a water tower that was close by where we live. She said, there's the UFO, and we're freaking out, and we're like looking at it. And so me and my dad jumped in the car, we ran all the way over there, and an airplane flies right over us. And we're like... <laughs> nice. This is the worst. <laughs> got all excited, and nothing. It's an airplane. It was pretty close to the ground, though. But yeah, that, that's awesome, man. I, like I always, I always wonder about things like that. Like, uh, you know, are we just seeing things that can be explained, or uh, when when is it something that's like we should be actually excited about and being like, oh, we saw one, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, in some other uh, interesting news, uh, we're going to be talking about the topic of FE, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We have such a, a large portion of our audience that understands cosmology is significant. And uh, I mentioned earlier that today is going to be a, a very... Uh, uh, I'm going to be pitching Owen Benjamin quite a bit on our show uh, I pitched, uh, you know, his other interview, and uh, I wanted to share this video of uh, the seven stages of being a flat earther that he recently posted. Anybody who says you're stupid or you're insane or you're losing your mind because you are willing to listen to somebody or to question somebody, they're trying to keep you an animal in a cage. Horrible lie that has deranged the way people view the entire world.
There's a growing amount of people that can see through the lie, and we're never going to go back. Not everybody can be a robot polisher. I don't believe the Earth is flat at all. I think I can disprove flat Earth. The world is not flat. I, there's no way. This is a lot harder than I expected, proving that the Earth is round. It's weird. It is, it is way, way, way harder. Doesn't make any sense. And I'm not a flat Earth person. I would love to stay a globe Earth person because being a flat Earth person is another level of uh, ostracism that I really don't want at all. It's not fun. It's actually incredibly isolating. And I don't want it at all. The Earth isn't flat. That's insane. The Earth isn't flat. There's no way the Earth is flat. I'm not enjoying the path that this is taking me on. I, I'm having a, I'm not comfortable with any of this and uh, I'm not on board with the flat earth thing at all. I mean, that would just be insane. I, I'm not a flat earth person. The earth is not flat. That's got it. Oh God, this is a nightmare. I can't be a flat earth person. I mean, I can't be a flat earth person. No, I'm not a flat earth person. That's insane. The earth isn't flat. The earth is not flat. This is madness. I, I, I really, really don't want to believe the earth is flat, guys. Come on, dude. This is so depressing. I can't be a flat earth person. This is... This can't, this can't be reality. The entire society is now based on a lie. None of it's real. It's all shit, dude. I don't know. The earth may be flat. I'm dead serious. Flatter sounds completely insane still to me. I can't wrap my brain around it, but I'm starting to think that I may be at the edge of my own uh, ability to shatter what I think. Dude, I get it. I'm having a hard time with all of it. Dude, the earth is flat. <laughs> it's not even that it's like people being angry. It's people desperately hanging on to a lie. It's so sad. God the Earth is clearly not a spinning ball. <laughs> oh, stupid. How the are we supposed to handle all of this? I find this all very curious. I'm not saying the Earth is flat at all. I'm just saying that's something that's interesting. I just think that's very interesting. I think it's flat. I don't give a I don't think it's spinning for sure. When you say you think the earth might be flat, people look at you like you're a drooling retard. And it's like anybody that's like, you're an idiot. It's it's because yep. it could be the greatest deception in human history. The, the despair that people feel because of these lies is unbelievable. I'm not even a big flat earth guy. I don't know. I don't have the expertise, but the amount of that doesn't make any sense. I'm a globe skeptic. I'll put it that way. There's a level of stupid where people don't understand deception. I'm not buying a lot of this anymore, guys. Infinite emptiness, heliocentric model, that's a cult. The sun cult. And imagine the earth being flat. I think that's insane. I, that to me is so unnatural of a, but it, what I'm, what I, 
pretty sure it isn't, is a ball of magma and water spinning a thousand miles an hour through a vacuum. That isn't what what is. Every instinct of my body thinks it's a globe spinning through space because I've been told that my whole life so many times that at this point it's like a language. I just, I, I revert to it no matter how I think. That being said, none of that makes any sense. All right, moving on. It's, it's obvious I'm not stupid. It's obvious I'm not doing that for attention or money or anything. In fact, it's uh, extremely ostracizing and you get a lot of verbal abuse online when you even question that the earth is um, just falling endlessly through a vacuum, you know, just spinning. Uh, but it's it doesn't add up at all. Good news is you were not made by a big bang on a spinning ball in the emptiness of deep space. You were made by God in love on a flat, stable plane that is awesome. You realize that the world is much, much better than you can possibly imagine. Admitting that the world isn't a spinning ball is very traumatic for me. I went through Are those a very blue bonnets. The world isn't a spinning ball. It's provably not a spinning ball. All the people who told you it's a spinning ball have been proven to be absolute liars, absolutely motivated by making you uh, a prisoner in your own temple. Every single experiment you can do proves that the Earth is not spinning. Therefore, it can't be a globe. If the Earth isn't spinning, those aren't. And it's not a globe. It can't be a globe. What's happening is the sun and the moon are going around like what you believe is so dumb that don't ever come here and tell me I'm the stupid one. There is no curve. It's telling you what's definitely a lie. So just have some humility. People tell me, oh, you're being so arrogant. You have some humility. Stop telling people they're stupid when they're blatantly making great points. When someone first proposed Flat Earth to me, I said that they were insane. I get it. Knowledge is power, but not the fake knowledge they teach you in school. Real knowledge is power. Really, really look at your world and figure out what it is. Acknowledge what you know, acknowledge what you don't know. You see that we didn't go to the moon, you never go back because it's literally ridiculous. Same thing as happens with flat earth. I know that triggers people, but I've never seen a former flat earther. Nobody's ever seen what the actual shape of the earth is. And then been like, you know what? Neil deGrasse Tyson really does give me a good argument. Not everybody can be a robot polish. You know, if you watch one good video a day, in two weeks you'll be a flat earther. Great, yeah, and you lose all your friends, your family will hate you, but uh, but you'll be there. Cool. Well, so, yeah, man, I think it was uh, it was great that we were able to have him on the show. Uh, Let's get him back. You see, yeah, that journey of truth, man. It's so inspiring, and especially how many people are questioning the narratives that were taught. And, you know, I started off the show today talking about how uh, there's the warning going out, right, of, oh, don't get stuck in something that's a trap. Mm -hmm. Well, looking at the fruit of whatever investigation people go on is often how you can tell where you'll end up based on where other people who've already gone on the investigation end up themselves. And it's interesting to me that uh, if you don't get obsessed with certain topics, but you do see the value in them, there is a whole realm of possibilities that are opened up when you start to realize that we've been lied to about practically everything. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's just uh, 
really, uh, really eye-opening. I wanted to share that. <laughs> the seven steps of becoming a flat earther Owen posted. That's awesome. Yeah, we definitely need to get him back. That'd be cool. There's so many things that we didn't get to ask him, I feel. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool, First man. time interviews, you know, you kind of have to get to know people. But uh, with that said, I wanted to show some of these memes on this same topic is uh, NASA is a religion of despair and mind control. If you told a child he was an insignificant speck of dust descended from monkeys and slime in infinite black with no soul and no God, that's child abuse. And it's for control. You see it yet? Now wear your mask and take the V because you're dirty. <laughs> you see it yet? It's spiritual. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, NASA is its own religion. And oh yeah, he also posted, you are not a mistake born in chaos. Your creator loves you and your soul is divine. The earth is fertile, stable, and will house, nourish, and provide for you until you die and return to where you were before you were born. The statement is true and cannot exist in the NASA-based heliocentric religion of despair. It's a direct contradiction. Being a parent opened my eyes to this. All right, so uh, for our final little clip here, I want to show this AI-generated uh, video of Nebuchadnezzar's golden image uh, and how it ties into some very interesting uh, biblical warnings. And so let's check out this final video AI-generated images of Nebuchadnezzar's idol. Sweet. Whoa. It looks so real. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it's it looks really like a movie. inspiring Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It really looked cool, but it, it just brought to mind what people went through whenever the command went out that all people of the earth, of all the kingdoms of Babylon, must worship and bow down at the sound of the trumpet of, uh, and, uh, you know, worship the idol. And so um, I wanted to check out this. Um, so here's the the story in Daniel chapter 3 of the image of gold and the blazing furnace. You know, this is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who stood up and didn't worship the idol. And I want to relay this story because there is coming a time where standing up against the command of the king, so to speak, or the demand of the new world order, you know, whatever comes in the future will be necessary so that you don't sell your soul, right? So you don't buy the mark of the beast, right? And so uh, the story goes, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and six cubits wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he summoned the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he set up. So they, uh, so the Stratraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image to King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then, they, then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, 
you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. And, of course, what happened? As soon as they heard the sound of the horn, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Um, but, guess what? At this time, some astrologers came forward, denounced the Jews, and they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever, your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the flute and all the kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whosoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, you pay, who pay you no attention. Your majesty, neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. So, of course, you know, breaking it down, getting to the point here. Uh, despite all the people, all the languages, and all the different, you know, faiths that might have been represented, they all caved to the command of the king and bowed down to the image of the gold that he set up. And the only ones that stood up against it were those who had the faith of Abraham, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and so these guys, despite the threat of death and the threat of whatever, you know, uh, he, you know, being thrown into the fiery furnace, stood up and refused to worship the false idol. And so, in likewise, we see in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 13, verse 11 through 18. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. And it performed great signs, even causing fire to come out down from heaven to earth in full view of the people. Because the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or in their forehead so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So this is a interesting parallel we have with Nebuchadnezzar and his golden idol he set up, commanding all the people of his kingdom to bow down at the sound of the music. And of course, in the future, this the fulfillment of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast where all the people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, were to receive a mark on the right hands of the forehead, you know, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark. Well, in today's world, what makes sense for this to happen? What makes sense for this to be fulfilled? Well, uh, to be able to track all people on the earth, you're going to have some, to have some immense computing power. Uh, you're going to have to have uh, some AI-type computing power, right? And so this brings to mind, you know, the godfather of AI leaves the position at Google over worries about the technology. Uh, so <laughs> you have, you know, headlines like this. Um, and uh, Elon Musk, you know, has been warning 
about the advancement of AI technology for some time here now. Um, and uh, um, the veteran computer scientist added that he fears AI tools, which often exhibit unexpected behaviors as they teach themselves new information, could one day run on code but they develop, possibly abusing weapons and other technologies entrusted to the system. And so, you know, we have here uh, mentioned this topic of, you know, it, it gives breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refuse to worship the image to be killed. If our interactions online become, become interactions with hyper-realized AI technology that can decide, hey, you're not playing ball, you're not bowing down to the system that we've created. That's how, you know, I see a fulfillment of uh, some of these, you know, prophecies and, and a repeat of what we saw with the tower, the image of the King Nebuchadnezzar that he put up. So it's inter interesting to me, you know, we, we watched that AI generated picture of the, the idol, King Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. And keep in mind that AI is likely, you know, going to play a role in this future iteration. So can we, let's show that video one more time. crazy so yeah. that's the awe and wonder that the new world order wants you to have uh for their systems that they're about to put in place and and of course if you don't bow down to their mandates if you don't bow down to their pseudoscience of the people that are in white lab coats uh you know whether it's medical whether it's a space program scientists nasa guys whatever it is they have always been setting us up to bow down to them as an authority on whatever topic. Mm -hmm. And there's coming a time where people are going to have to stand up and, and face the fiery furnace, uh, face the consequences of not participating in these evil systems and these evil agendas. And, and I think that's kind of the way that they're trying to demoralize everyone is saying, oh, yeah, you're going to find out that we have all this plan for mankind, but you're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to be powerless. While all you can be truthers and spread the, the truth of what we're doing, we're still going to do it to you anyways. And yeah. then when people swallow the lie and they accept it anyways and decide, I don't want to give up my comforts. I'm going to bow down to the system anyways that's when you sell your soul. So, uh, you know, all very important topics. Um, but that's all the news for this week, Jeremiah. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Jake, for another great current news. And uh, now a quick word from our friend JJ. Now a word from our sponsor. Now, personally, I've tried every CBD product on the market to help me manage my pain. I have degenerative disc disease and nothing has ever helped me until I tried JJ's natural CBD rub. So when I found out that we had the opportunity to work together, I was so excited that I could share this amazing product with you guys here on Skiba News Nation. So if you want to manage your pain like I did, text CBD to 
7720 for an exclusive $50 off a three-pack special. Also, check out all the testimonials on their website, jjcbdrub.com. Get pain relief like I did by getting yourself some JJ's Natural CBD Rub today. Check out more info down in the description below. Now I use this stuff every day and it's the best, so thank you, JJ. Uh, it's about that time for an all new Opa's Corner. Take it away, Opa. The following presentation may contain too many cat jokes. Viewer discretion is advised. This presentation is rated CJ, cat jokes. Parental guidance suggested. Holy yodel! It's time for Opa's Corner! Jesus walks into a restaurant and says to the hostess, A table for 26, please. Confused, the hostess does a quick head count and says, But there are only 13 of you. Jesus replies, Yes, but we're all going to be sitting on the same side. Once seated, the waitress asks the table, Would anyone like to see a wine list? Jesus replied, No thanks. Water's fine. <laughs> Two little boys stole a big bag of oranges from a neighbor. They decided to go to a quiet place to share the lot equally. One of them suggested the nearby cemetery. As they were jumping over the gate to enter the cemetery, two oranges fell out of the big bag, but they didn't bother to pick them up since they had enough in the bag. A few minutes later, a drunk man on his way home from a bar passed near the cemetery gate and heard a voice saying, One for me, one for you. One for me, one for you. One for me, one for you. He immediately sobered up and ran as fast as he could to a nearby church. Father, please come with me. Come witness God and Satan sharing corpses at the cemetery. They both ran back to the cemetery gate and the voice continued. One for me, one for you. One for me, one for you. One for me, one for you. Suddenly, the voice stopped counting and said, What about the two at the gate? <laughs> A pregnant woman hobbles into the hospital with one hand on her back. A nurse asks what's wrong, and the pregnant woman screams, Shouldn't! Wouldn't! Didn't! The nurse shakes her head and says, I'm sorry, I don't understand. The pregnant woman's face contorts in pain as she shouts, Can't! Won't! Don't! 
the nurse, bewildered, turns to a doctor. Admit her, the doctor said. She's having contractions. <laughs> A burglar broke into a home. He heard a soft voice saying, Jesus is watching you. Thinking it was his imagination, he continued his search. Again he hears, Jesus is watching you. He turned his flashlight around and saw a parrot in a cage. He asked the parrot if he was the one talking. The parrot said, Yes. So he asked the parrot his name, and the parrot replied, Moses. The burglar asked, What kind of people would name a parrot Moses? The parrot replied, The same kind of people who would name their pit bull Jesus. <laughs> a crusty Navy Master Chief noticed a new face and barked at him. Get over here! What's your name, sailor? John, the new seaman replied. Look, I don't know what kind of bleeding heart pansy crap they're teaching sailors in boot camp these days, but I don't call anyone by his first name. It breeds familiarity, and that leads to a breakdown in authority. I refer to my sailors by their last names only. Smith, Jones, Baker, Jackson, whatever and you are to refer to me as Master Chief. Do I make myself clear? Aye, aye, Master Chief. Now that we got that straight, what's your last name? The seaman sighed. Darling. My name is John Darling, Master Chief. Okay, John, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> There was a man who had worked all of his life and saved all of his money. He was a real cheapskate when it came to his money. He loved money more than just about anything. And just before he died, he said to his wife, Now listen, when I die, I want you to take all my money and place it in the casket with me, because I want to take all my money to the afterlife. He got his wife to promise. A few weeks later, he died. He was stretched out in the casket and his wife and best friend sitting next to him. When they finished the ceremony, just before the undertaker was ready to close the casket, the wife said, wait a minute. She had a shoebox with her and placed it in the casket. Then the undertaker locked the casket and rolled it away. Her friend said, I hope you weren't crazy enough to put all that money in there with that stingy old man. Yes, I promised. I'm a good Christian. I can't lie. I promised him that I would put that money in the casket with him. You mean to tell me you put every cent of his money in the casket with him? I sure did. I got it all together, put it into my account, and I wrote him a check. <laughs> a woman goes to a doctor worried about her husband's temper. The doctor asks, what's the problem? Doctor, 
I don't know what to do. Every day my husband seems to lose his temper for no reason. It scares me. I have a cure for that. When it seems that your husband is getting angry, just take a glass of water and start swishing it in your mouth. Just swish and swish, but don't swallow until he either leaves the room or calms down. Two weeks later, the woman comes back to the doctor, looking fresh and reborn. The woman says, Doctor, that was a brilliant idea. Every time my husband started losing it, I swished with water. I swished and swished, and he calmed right down. How does a glass of water do that? The water itself does nothing. It keeps your mouth shut. That does the trick. <laughs> and now for the funnies. People wipe their feet on me all day long. I mean, really, what could possibly be worse than that? You really want to know? There he is, Bruno, bad dog. Fifty ways to wake your human. Just walk on his back, Jack. Bite her right hand, stand. No time to be coy, Roy. You got to have food. So's wheel repair. No, no, no. That regular rock. Me need Phillips. And you call yourself an Indian. <laughs> I'm just with the guys, knocking down a few drinks. <laughs> when mimes go on strike. Awesome parties. Don't worry, the party only appears dead. <laughs> so, you like your gift? I love it. <laughs> Hold on, this sniff is epic. Ability test, one dollar. <laughs> Welcome, new members. Socks without partners. The last thing I remember is being thrown into the dryer. <laughs> mm. 
Me invent fire and wheel at same time. Me call it Firestone. Box by Reggie the Tabby. Meet the author. Your book drew me in and I wanted to stay in that world forever. <laughs> the Woods. Just what did you do in there? <laughs> The woodpecker might have to go. <laughs> it's a special delivery from Troy's R Us. <laughs> That's what it. I like your style, kid. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Rose. We were driving by when Cheryl said, Life's short. Let's step by and sniff the roses. So, here we are. <laughs> Quit being so paranoid about every little noise. Look, it's just a bunny. <laughs> So, Mr. Carlyle was right. I put you on a short lease so you can't harass him anymore, and look what you resort to. Popeye on the dating scene. My God, he's got something green stuck between his teeth. <laughs> Where did I barf? Do we have to play this game every time I come home from a trip? <laughs> yep, sure do. <laughs> okay, you pass the fire test, the writing test, and the combat test. But now, Paleface, now you must say Toy Boat three times real fast. <laughs> We need more toys. <laughs> Clean it up. Clean it up. Criminy. It's supposed to be a rat hole. <laughs> Come on, guys. You should know this stuff. If a human is allergic to cats, you should A. Leave the room. B. Give them plenty of space. Tap, tap, tap. C. Jump on their lap. Stick butt in face. <laughs> How to find a hiding cat. Step one. 
Take one clean towel from the dryer. Step two, fold towel. Step three, place towel on any surface. <laughs> Bingo. time we face reality, my friends. We're not exactly rocket scientists. <laughs> when you lied on your resume but still got a job. <laughs> Police dog. <laughs> I want that. And that concludes Opa's Corner for this week. <laughs> Opa's Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel. Like, share, and subscribe. Opa, thanks for another great Opa's Corner. I love, I love the ending song. It's pretty. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. That was great. All right. Well, next we're gonna play a uh, video clip for you guys about my mom's book, The Protocol That Kills. So check this out. Did you know that a government-incentivized hospital protocol has led to the deaths of untold numbers of unsuspecting people? The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons noted, We now see government-dictated medical care at its worst in our history, since the federal government mandated these ineffective and dangerous treatments, and then created financial incentives for hospitals and doctors to use only those approved and paid-for approaches. The book. The Protocol That Kills exposes the lethal regimen adopted by hospitals to maximize profits at the expense of patients' lives. This exhaustive expose provides a first-hand account of the protocol in action as it was invoked on an otherwise strong and healthy 52-year-old Rob Skiba, who was diagnosed with a viral infection by the admitting hospital. Within 40 days, this valiant Army veteran who had sworn to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, had fallen at the hands of a government-incentivized domestic enemy. This over 400-page true crime story uncovers every aspect of this lethal protocol in action, despite the protest of Rob Skiba and his wife. It includes disheartening text messages from Rob who was locked away from his wife because she was forbidden to enter the hospital in the name of the protocol. Lawfully recorded detailed conversations his wife had with doctors, therapists, nurses, and hospital staff. Numerous pages extracted from the over 5,000 page hospital record that exposed the protocol that led to his tragic death. The testimony of a medical expert who provided his detailed analysis of the case invaluable and timely insights of a legal counsel who provides the story behind the story by providing crucial details and evidence along with over 100 citations from clinical studies, medical journals, federal regulations, and relevant books and articles that prove Rob did not die of natural causes but due to the perpetrator's insistence that he follow the mandated and inhumane protocol that kills. 
As Richard Bartlett, MD, says, this book shares a wealth of critical insights that will greatly aid in preventing future needless losses of life. The purpose of this book is to sound an alarm of a clear and present danger, as this lethal protocol is still being used against patients in hospitals all across America, and to provide you with essential insights that could help save your life or the life of someone you love. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. Get a copy today at theprotocolthatkills.com. Now, The Protocol That Kills is now available, and it's, like he said, theprotocolthatkills.com forward slash buy dash now, and you can get yourself a copy, and if you get it on Amazon, leave a review because it puts it in the algorithm and we could save more lives. So, that's our main mission. So, get yourself a copy and leave us a review on Amazon, and we'll leave the links in the, de in the description of this video. Now, it's time for some mystery. Now, a while back, we, we had talked about Bob Saget's suspicious death, and nobody was really questioning the official narrative. Uh, but since then, more info has come out, so I thought we would revisit the Bob Saget case because it is fascinating. Now, the official story, I disagree with 100%. The uh, official story is he had a fall in the shower or bathroom and crawled back into bed, fell asleep, died from a brain injury, and it just didn't sit right with me because of all the evidence that I've seen. So let's look more deeply into that with this first clip. Let's check this out. This is 911. Have paramedics on the way. No call. He's cold. Super cold. He also stiff. Yes. He was lying there in the hotel bed, face up, with one arm across his chest, the other arm down by his side. Bob Saget has passed away in 2022. When he died, it felt like a small piece of my growing up had, had really ended. It was very shocking. Bob Saget's death, while tragic, was really suspicious because of the injuries that he sustained. He had a variety of fractures at the back of his skull, extending all the way around to the front of the skull. There's no way that this was just a fall. I mean, what kind of injury to the back of your head breaks the front of your eyes? Bob Saget was murdered by some unknown force. Hulk Hogan has been ensnared by the belief that COVID-19 vaccine killed Bob Saget. You're gonna fall so quick and hit your head on that lip of the shower. There's certainly a lot of unanswered questions. This is 911. 4012 Central Florida Parkway at the Rift. I have on the way. January 9th, 2022, around 3.30 p.m. local time, emergency responders receive a distressed call from the Ritz-Carlton Grand Lakes in Orlando. Bailiff email. It is a meal. As the call goes on, it's clear the situation is grave. He's cold, super cold. Is he also stiff? Yes. But do you think he'd be on any help? Oh, nobody's here. Police arrive on the footage. scene around 4 p.m. local time. Body camera footage shows officers knocking on the wrong door before heading next door to room 962. Once inside, they're met with a grim scene. 
lying there in the hotel bed, face up, with one arm across his chest, the other arm down by his side. Bob Saget, America's favorite dad, is pronounced dead. The circumstances around Saget's death don't add up. America is stunned, and those closest to him are devastated. When the autopsy is released, the official cause of death is made public. Saget died of blunt force head trauma. According to the report, the fatal blow was caused by an unwitnessed ground level fall. Almost immediately after the autopsy results are released, the chatter online multiplies. It's just weird, right? We can all agree, this is very, very weird. It don't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out this one don't make sense, y'all. Within weeks of Saget's death, rumors and speculation about the autopsy report's findings grow. I was really drawn to Bob Saget's death because when I was in college studying for my master's degree in forensic science, my thesis was on traumatic brain injuries. So I did a lot of research on the effects of traumatic brain injuries and what happens when you injure your skull and your brain. And when I heard that that was basically the cause of death for Bob Saget, it instantly sucked me in and I wanted to know more. My name is Dion Thompson. I am an IT specialist, and I specialize in data analytics and database construction. I am a web sleuth at night and on my weekends. My motto is the internet is a new crime scene. But for Deanna, web sleuthing isn't just a hobby. She's solving crimes, recently leading an online manhunt for notorious killer Luca Magnata. Her in-depth online investigation was featured on the documentary Don't F With Cats. Check that now, out. She's in high demand great for those desperate to crack a case. While the police have officially closed the investigation in the Bob Saget case, the search for truth online has just begun. Thousands of online detectives log into message boards and chat rooms, poking holes in the official cause of death. While the official explanation is blunt head trauma due to an unwitnessed fall, different theories about what really happened to America's favorite dad. Fans, family, and forensic online sleuths log on to message boards and chat rooms to read the chatter around the official cause of death which to them doesn't quite make sense. Investigations have evolved and changed drastically over the years, really over the decades. Just the last few years is the concept of crowdsourcing investigations. I mean, what kind of injury to the back of your head breaks the front of your eyes? Raccoon eyes are not typically something that I would see with a ground level fall. So it took everyday people like us to bring this new evidence to life. And uh, those last two sound bites of those two people were talking about what we're gonna be showing next. But now before I came across the, this video and all, all this new evidence, I looked at the autopsy when we did the first case and it made no sense to me. And I'm a true crime fanatic. So looking at it, it looked very much like blunt force trauma. It looked like somebody had struck him very, very, very hard. Cause you can't just fall and cause that kind of force and, and that kind of, you know, deadly, you just can't fall that deadly, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah, so let's do a deeper dive with this next clip and it, and it kind of shows you the missing pieces to the Bob Saget story. After a deep dive into Bob Saget's death, there are missing pieces to the story. Bob Saget's death, uh, while tragic, was really suspicious because of the injuries that he sustained. It's clear the official narrative doesn't tell the whole story. Less than 24 hours before his death, Saget was doing what he loved most, performing in front of a packed crowd. When someone dies mysteriously and unexpectedly, police get involved. 
Orange County, Florida detectives questioned an assistant at the concert hall where Saget last performed. She was in close contact with him before his last show. He came out very energetic. He was very much entertaining the crowd. After his last show, in what would be his final tweet before his death, he posted this photo on Instagram and Twitter with the caption, Love tonight's show. I had no idea I did a two-hour set tonight. I'm happily addicted again to this shit. So, I mean, she was... He was okay. Eyewitnesses attest that in the minutes and hours prior to his unexpected death, Saget appears to be happy and healthy when he arrives back at the Orlando Ritz in the early hours of January 9th. Even posing for a selfie with the valet, Orlando Nunez, who spoke with police after Saget's passing. I think we had a conversation for about 10 minutes. Right before he left, I asked if I could take a picture with him, and he let me. And I snapped a quick pic with him, and then he went up to his room. There is no visible evidence that Bob Saget is like shooken up or, you know, maybe stumbling like he had just fallen down maybe or gotten into a car accident. And the valet attendant said that he was totally normal. He went fr through the lobby, he got on the elevator, and there's surveillance video of him going up the elevator, and he got off onto his floor. He was carrying a messenger bag. He was looking fine. Hotel lock interrogation reports suggest that Saget used his key card to open the door at 2.17 a.m. According to surveillance video, which has since been redacted, Saget puts a do not disturb sign on his door about 10 minutes later. Once that door closed, he was never seen alive again. But we do hear from him after that. Saget posts the selfie from his last show to Twitter at 3.42 a.m., about an hour and a half after he enters his room, and almost exactly 12 hours before he's found dead. We know he was alive at 3.42 in the morning because he posted the tweet on Twitter. That particular tweet was of interest to me because it was actually a complicated tweet. And it was grammatically correct. It had proper punctuation. So to me, it didn't seem like Bob had suffered this catastrophic injury prior to tweeting. This injury occurred after 3.42 in the morning. What went on behind the door of room 962 during that time? The official explanation is blunt head trauma as a result of an accidental fall. I am a board certified emergency medicine physician. When we're talking about trauma, of course, there is a huge gradation in severity from the very minimum of a concussion to getting fractures of your skulls or lacerations of the skull to actually bleeding inside the brain. That is one of the most dangerous. And he had a variety of fractures at the back of his skull extending all the way around to the front of the skull into the orbits, which are the bones around your eyes, as well as hemorrhages in the inside of his skull around the brain. He had injuries all over. And then he had two black eyes. What kind of fall can I have in a hotel room? What kind of injury to the back of your head breaks the front of your eyes? It's the detailed explanation of Saget's injuries after the alleged fall that seems to generate the most skepticism online, particularly the injuries around his eyes. I'm an assistant professor of neurosurgery with expertise in complex cranial surgery. Raccoon eyes are not typically something that I would see with a ground level fall. This is something that you see much more commonly with a high velocity, high impact, uh, severe traumatic brain injury. So if we think about the skull base a little bit like a bowl of bone that literally cups the bottom of the brain, it's typically a very thick area of bone that houses and protects a lot of very, very important brain structures. And so just due to the deep location of that bone as well as the thickness of the bone, it typically takes a very, very powerful force to cause a fracture in that location. One more apparent discrepancy in the report that seems problematic. Saget fell and experienced this catastrophic blow to the head on the carpet, but was found on the bed. After a major brain injury like this, I would not expect someone to be oriented enough or thinking clearly enough to be able to calmly get themselves into bed, pull the sheets up, lay their arms down in a very organized fashion. To me, the very traumatic nature of his injuries does not match the orderly scene that was described when he was found dead. So before we get into the third and final clip, every murder case has a motive, okay? Due to the evidence that is presented to us right now, it, it does not appear to be 
uh, a fall, simple fall, and you break your skull, and you go back into bed, tuck yourself in, and just don't wake up. Because that's not what happened. And there are a lot of theories out there that this next video is going to explain. But check out this motive. Like, there are so many different things surrounding Bob Saget. This will blow your mind. Check this out. Fans and cyber detectives pick apart and gather clues around each and every piece of the official cause of death in search for answers on how the beloved actor died so suddenly. I don't know what's going on, but I really want to figure it out. It doesn't make sense. There was certainly a lot of unanswered questions about Bob Saget's death that we wanted to delve into. Because these injuries were so severe and they just said, well, he must have fallen in his hotel room, people are just like, there's no way that this was just a fall. Detectives point to something much more nefarious. And is there a crime? Was there a mystery? Who did it? Who murdered Bob Saget? We have to consider the possibility that Bob was a victim of homicide. The web is abuzz with theories that Bob Saget was a victim of foul play. Sleuths from around the globe point to information released by Orange County officials to cast doubt that Saget simply fell. There is not a trace of blood found in Saget's room. Experts point out that the lack of blood is unusual given the type of blow described in the coroner's report and refer to the description of Saget's head trauma as suspicious. I need to talk or read from doctors, so I went to Reddit. And I found a subreddit called Emergency Medicine, and there was a Bob Saget thread. I would say 90 to 95% of the posts in this thread were all doctors. And one gentleman said, I've worked in a level one trauma ER for 11 years, and this was not an unwitnessed ground level fall. This man fell multiple times in his hotel room, which you would imagine there would be some sort of blood at, you know, at some point, or hair or somebody beat him up. And everybody agrees with this guy. One possibility is that somebody did make their way into that room and strike Bob in the back of the head with an object and then place his body in the bed and clean up the scenes. While the front door was locked, there was in fact another way into Saget's hotel room that fateful night. The adjoining room to Bob Saget's hotel room was unlocked. I have 29 years of experience in hospitality, safety, and security. I noticed in reviewing the report concerning Mr. Saget's death that the investigators found that the door to the adjoining room was unsecured. This is unusual. The adjoining door should have been locked and secured before he entered that room. The new information about an unlocked door leading to Saget's room points directly to foul play. According to the claims of 4chan, there is actual evidence of Saget's involvement in the darkest of underground criminal activities. Our photos of what is purported to be flight logs of the private jet belonging to known child sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. Among the passengers listed is Bob Saget. Anyone that's ever followed anything that knows about the child trafficking, yeah, this guy. The photos quickly go viral. His hearing had been off. He was asking the sound guys to turn everything up. He had been sick the night before. He said that he had a sore throat. Now remember that this. Had, um, that he was happy that he had lozenges. Trouble hearing, a sore throat. It might not sound like a deadly combination, but in the autopsy report listed below all the head injuries, there is a detail that could provide some answers. Now we know that he had when he passed away. So not only was he recovering from he had In December of 2021, the month before he died, Saget shared he recently battled the virus. 
According to the assistant, weeks after his positive test, he was still suffering from symptoms. He said himself that he said that he had something like, he said like long-term but it was taking him a long time for his body to get over it. So, what are your thoughts, Jake? Yeah, for one, I think it's interesting that when somebody as iconic as this person, Bob, uh, is either taken out or dies, it leaves a lasting trauma on all the people who were so fond of him over the years as America's TV dad, right? Mm -hmm. Just like Bill Cosby. Uh, just like Bill Cosby left a lasting trauma when all his dirty laundry came out. So it's, uh, it's interesting to me, uh, really, and it has an overarching effect on the populace, no matter what's behind it. When somebody that you grew up watching, you grew up kind of looking at as TV dad dies, it leaves an impact behind. Yeah. What, what about you, Opa? Do you think it was, it was a homicide or if it was a uh, simple fall? I think with that much damage and uh, with the, the door between the two rooms being unsecured, that's very, very, very fishy. And we know what, what presidential family uh, likes to uh, people. So if he was on the island, the Epstein Island, you know, it could be it could be anybody it could be uh, uh, somebody who survives could have been some somebody who, you know, had just a grudge against him, but we still don't know. But there's one thing that angers me, and I, I told you to remember during that last clip, was Bob Saget had the virus, and in his death certificate, the virus was not mentioned one time. But when my dad was murdered, he did not have the virus in his system. Yet the mainstream fake news media like to slander my dad because of that. Just like, and I'll name some examples, The Daily Beast, Yahoo News, Veterans Today, Flipboard, Democratic Underground, Salon.com, and, and every other fake news platform that demonized my dad for questioning, you know what I'm trying to say, but I can't say it here on YouTube. So for them to demonize, it infuriates me. Every other fake news platform just falsely made these claims and it's still up there. So me being half of the Rob Skiba estate now, if these articles are not removed, you'll be receiving a cease and desist. This is not a threat, this is a promise. It's how it is. I think they need to right their wrongs. My mom's book just came out and it exposes that he didn't die of the virus. Yeah, I think it definitely plays in with the type of agenda. I mean, maybe they wanted to signify to other people that they they did take them out that it was nefarious and blame the virus when they're the ones that did it you know yeah, that's a good point what about you Opa? any thoughts yeah well uh, i i i always thought that uh listing of that on on rob's uh death certificate was bogus and it is kind of strange how uh when you get to very popular uh, well-known public people it's been left out yep and and just goes to show you what money and what power can do for you and what they will do with you so that's all I got <laughs> sorry I kind of went on a rant there but I mean I feel like it's necessary to point out the hypocrisy in the fake news media when they make mistakes but um, 
Now there's one more thing that I want you guys to check out. To me, uh, okay, so this has to do with Tucker Carlson and him being targeted, in my opinion, for his beliefs and questioning of official narratives of of every topic that he covered. So because he questioned the official narratives, I think he was targeted and fired. So check this clip out. But nobody's going to watch it on Fox Nation. Nobody watches Fox Nation because the site sucks. So I'd really like to just put the dump the whole thing on YouTube. Um, but anyway, that's just my view. Um, uh, I'm just frustrated with the. In, it, it's hard to use that site. I don't know why they're not fixing it. It's driving me insane. And they're like making like lifetime movies, but they don't they don't work on the infrastructure of the site. Like what? It's crazy, and it drives me crazy because it's like we're doing all this extra work and no one can find it. It's unbelievable, actually. I don't know who runs that site. We're going to play a sizable chunk on the show tomorrow night. That's the plan. And then what it's going to do is drive a lot of people to watch this on Fox Nation. It's going to be a great help to what we're doing over there on TV today. I know, but we're doing our part. We're like working like animals to produce all this content, and the people in charge of it, whoever that guy's, whatever his name is, like they're ignoring the fact that the site doesn't work. And it, it's, I think it's like a betrayal of our efforts. That's how I feel. So I, of course I resent it. My FB. What? They want to control me from afar? Okay, I'm putting the leash on. You, you can. <laughs> okay, we'll do it live. I got you, baby. All right, go, go. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live! Get. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part. You wouldn't? Okay. I'm not, you know what? I'm not qualified on that. No, I believe this I is a deep fake. Look at his face and eyes. Just kidding. Just kidding! Cases is being pulled off the bird! Yeah, the bird! Hey, media matters for America. Go f yourself. That's the first thing I want to say tonight. Second thing is totally kidding. I don't even know what his girlfriend looks like. And if I did, I would not find her yummy. Offended by conspiracy. If, if so you go weird. on TV tonight and say, I think the earth is flat, people will just laugh at you. They don't care if you think the earth is flat. It's not a threat to anyone. But if you say like, what, what actually happened with building seven? Like that is weird, right? It doesn't. Like, what right, is that? Right. If you were to say something like that on television, they'd flip out. They would flip out. So you'd like lose your job over that. Why? Why? It's my country. Right. Is an attack on my country? Can I ask it? Like, I don't really understand. Do buildings actually collapse? No, they, maybe they do. I don't know. But like, why can't I ask questions about that? Anything you're not allowed to ask questions about is something you should be asking more questions about. <laughs> <laughs> So that had, uh, so that had a lot to do with what what you were talking about earlier, Jake. Right? I mean, what are your thoughts about oh, yeah. that whole that whole little montage I put together? Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, Tucker's set up to do well in an alternative media, and I think that he's he said like I thought it was really interesting that clip you showed where he's talking about the flat Earth and. Right. And talking about, uh, you know, building seven at the same time, uh, I would say uh, I'd encourage everybody to check out that interview, uh, that, uh, 
I, I shared that Owen did with uh, with uh, that political figure. I think he's running for president um, earlier on in the episode, and uh, he actually talks about this same topic. So it was really eye-opening, pretty interesting with this topic of, of all these new truthers that are stepping onto the scene, stepping out of mainstream media and kind of becoming these uh, so so-called that like you could almost compare it to a like glenn beck like a but like like glenn beck yeah like or very Megan similar or, yeah they're all doing their own thing their own channels which and there's only so much attention people can give so mm -hmm. much time people have to consume media and so i feel like it's the mainstream is taking a veiled step into the truther world and trying to present their alternative media sources. And so I would say uh, definitely, you know, some of them have genuine, uh, like, truth that they're sharing. And some are traps, like we talked about earlier on in the show. And I feel like Tucker was at the forefront of trying to tell the truth, but he was doing it under... Uh, a mainstream media platform that would not allow yeah, him to do it. Yeah, he had the gun it. to his head in yeah. a lot of ways. You talk yeah. about this and you're done. And he was, out of all of human history, he was the top cable news personality of all time. And like, Oh, he really? Was, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he is the only reason why Fox Nation, or Fox News Nation, one of the, Fox Nation, it's the only reason why I personally bought it was for the originals that he was putting out. And they had a whole, like, if you went to the homepage, it was Tucker Carlson and then other stuff. Like, it was it was all Tucker. And for them to just fire him, there's something weird going on with that. Because I don't, those clips, like, I tried to back up with, with evidence, like the Bill O'Reilly thing. He was, he was making a joke about Bill O'Reilly, and they're trying to use those clips to demonize him. And I just, I don't buy it. And that, that one clip, I mean, if you don't think that's AI... <laughs> that is the closest it did seem very strange. his hair and everything and his eyes oh my gosh those didn't look like his hey, eyes i i think we were on to something last episode man if you guys haven't checked out episode 44 and some of what we discussed about tucker being fired uh you should because there's actual uh some very compelling evidence that blackrock which has shares in dominion and in fox news it's like a conflict of interest there's a conflict of interest in the dominion lawsuit against fox news and they have they own shares in fox news or, or it was the other one of the way you know one way or the other where you know they own shares in the other company and so then they fired Tucker Carlson, who is part of the company that they own shares in. So what is the agenda here? Well, uh, I think it has to do with election season coming up. And uh, Tucker was one of the few people who was talking about the possibility of fraud going on during 2020. And, and I think that it's very telling that before 2024, they're sweeping the house, so to speak, uh, getting ready for the next, you know, big fight between the left and right. Uh, even though I think there's still a long shot that our voting and our, our election system is totally rigged. So, yep. We'd get in trouble for you two for just saying that now. 
so yeah, so I'm sad. Be very careful with you my can't words. Even, it's so weird. You can't even question things. It's, I mean, it, YouTube is becoming the new Fox News, where where or the new scene where you were censored. Like you, we are censored yeah. to the point where we can't say our personal opinions, and that's just crazy to me. I, I never in a million years would have thought that YouTube would be like that because I I grew up with YouTube. And I, I, I love you. Like YouTube is the number one thing I watch. I don't watch TV. I watch YouTube. So I don't know. It's just interesting. But I, I think you're completely right in your theory. So I kind of wanted to prove it with that video. And I hope that that did it justice for that long piece you did. Yeah, so it was a good yeah, everybody check out 44 because that's a really good episode Jake did. Okay, well, that's all I got for history. But I do want to share something with you guys. That's uh, our new project. So check out this commercial. Henry Kissinger once said, who controls the food supply controls the people. The powers that be are attacking our food infrastructure right now with the intention of making us eat bugs. I won't be eating bugs and neither should you. Go to skibabeef.com and secure yourself some long-term storage beef cubes. These aren't beef crumbles. These are real cuts of beef freeze-dried for over 10 years of shelf life. Use promo code SKIBA10 at skibabeef.com for a discount. So yeah, guys, skibabeef.com. And if you want to prepare like Joseph for the upcoming famine, check out skibabeef.com. You got some memes for me, Jake? Yeah, I got some good ones. Meme me up. Meme me up. Jeremiah, you should be able to relate to this meme uh, as I do, uh, both of us being singers. Uh, singers be like, it's cool, guys. I can load my own gear. And he's like <laughs> sticking one tiny little microphone in the back of a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that said, hey, you guys be on the lookout. We're, uh, we're excited to put that song. We, we're working on the Quest for Truth out soon. So Did you check uh, out the last? For you guys to hear it. Did you check out the last one I sent you? The very last one? After I talked Yeah, to you? I did. Did you like it? I kind of fixed yeah, the issue. Yeah, I think I think it's Yeah, I think it we're getting close and we so, should be working on a music video very soon, guys. Awesome. All right, uh uh in today's uh, you know, transpocalypse, uh mommy, I think I'm a boy. Uh the correct answer is, well, you're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh here we go. Uh I've managed to successfully weigh a rainbow. Turns out it was pretty light. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, POV, you're told your two-year-old son needs to take hormones because he played with a Barbie once. And you're sitting in the doctor's office, and it says on the wall, please don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree. <laughs> well, guess what? They're pushing agendas just as much as they might think you're indoctrinated by Google, which is warning you against their agendas. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> All right. So uh, in order to function properly, a paper shredder needs to rest for 18 hours per day. Oh, <laughs> that's true. If Moses had a smartphone about to split the sea, it's about <laughs> to split this sea. <laughs> That's funny. Let's selfie it, everybody. Watch some of these miracles. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what does this thing mean? And the reply is, 
if you crash your car, you press that and it will undo the accident. God, I it's wish. It's the reset car button. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Captain's log, day 39. The rains continue. Roasted unicorn was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they didn't make it across, right? So there were unicorns on the ark? Or were they? I, uh, I, think, I think they were delicious is what happened. <laughs> mm, that's, oh, I get it. Okay. Sorry. Slow learner. You, you know, uh, <laughs> the Bible does mention unicorns, but I think it's referring to rhinoceros. So, I don't know. Well, they technically kind of are a unicorn. Kind of. Yeah. Like unicorn horse tanks with horns. <laughs> and they're mean, apparently. Uh, and hippos. Mean. Mean animals. I saw this really cool meme. Uh, it's Lex, uh, uh, Wes Blaze Jones, uh, Blaze Jones put this out, and uh, it's a breakdown on how tall the Tower of Babel was, and you know the current tallest tower right now is the Burj Khalifa, and then you have the Shanghai Tower, and then you have the One World Trade Center, but the reason he, you can break down exactly how tall they built the tower was in the book of Jubilees, it says, For they departed from the land of Ararat, eastward to Shinar. For in his days they built the city and the tower, saying, Go to, let us ascend into heaven. And they built it forty and three years were they building it. Its breadth was two hundred and three bricks, and the height of the brick was the third of one. The height amounted to five thousand four hundred and thirty-three cubits and two palms. And the extent of one wall was thirteen stades, and of the other 30 states. 5,433 cubits and two palms equals 8,150 feet, or roughly 1.5 miles tall. That is huge when you think about it. Yep. And uh, in the book of Jasher, I believe it is, it talks about how they would climb to put the, 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 the you know, put the bricks at the top of the tower, and if a brick was dropped, they would weep because it took so long for them to get bricks from the ground to the top of the tower. Uh, very interesting. Um, but in that topic, in Jasher, it actually talks about how um, there's a possible connection between uh, the curses that fell at the people at the Tower of Babel and where we get elephants and monkeys from. Wow. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of shocking and, and interesting because whenever you look at the anatomy of elephants, for example, they're very different from the anatomy of most other mammalian animals. For example, like elephant females have breasts. They don't have like udders, uh, like cows or whatever. Hmm. And their foot, if you look at an x-ray of a uh, elephant foot, it looks like a human hand. Um, and so the part of the curse of the Tower of Babel is it says one third of the men uh, died because they shot arrows up to the sky. One third of the people were uh, transformed into these beasts, uh, which were uh, uh, monkeys and elephants. You know, if you can believe hmm. that, I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's an extra biblical text, but it is interesting, and uh, and so people wonder why elephants are so, you know humanistic in the way they look and interact with people they're really um, smart in their emotional state mm -hmm. extremely smart and also you have the lore in india of the half elephant half 
human mm -hmm. like hybrid looking people um and then of course the the other third was their languages were confused and scattered but so sweet sweet sounds good all right uh here's uh just two more uh here's one uh wore a mask locked down a city canceled sporting events and the root of the problem was a bat visionary <laughs> if you don't know that we're not talking about 2020 we're talking about the uh the theme of uh, dark knight rises batman movie uh which was interesting pre-programming and uh you know posted by uh owen you know posted by big bear so interesting interesting parallel there with some of that pre-programming yep and uh last picture here was sent over by opa uh, and it says, woman has man in it. Mrs. has Mr. in it. Female has male in it. She has a he in it. Madame has Adam in it. Ever notice how all women's problems start with men? Mental illness. Menstrual cramps. Mental breakdown. Men no pause. Gynecologist. And <laughs> when we have real trouble, it's a hysterectomy <laughs> but just remember when we take it when we can't take it anymore it's called man slaughter <laughs> that's great that's a good one Opa. it's interesting how you know you know you know really uh, i was thought it was just interesting i thought it was short for mankind but now they they made it into mansplaining you know like or or a man is in everything <laughs> And it's like, uh, I thought it was human, right? I don't know. Yeah. Could be wrong. Wait, hey, man, you got man and human, maybe, yeah. you know. Human. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, that was a good one, Opa. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Opa. Jake, thank you for another great current news and memes, as always. Opa, thank you for another great Opa's Corner. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys for being here every week and for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Subscribe and stay tuned. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560-271, The Colony, Texas, 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcast on your favorite podcast platform.